Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel Universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel Therapy Group. Happy December's list. <laughs> happy, happy December, listeners, and thanks for tuning in. Happy December is does kind of work. They're all having their own individual December, if That's, you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, happy months and lives to you all. Uh, this is our November roundup issue. Uh, um, wow, what? This is our November roundup episode. episode. Um, where we we talk about the news, the biggest news, or our favorite news, Marvel news that came out during November. So, I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Jack. And we're going to start off right now with probably the biggest news of November, possibly the year, my life. And that is that Stan Lee passed away. And he passed away on, on a Monday... Two weeks ago? I think it was before Thanksgiving. Oh, it was, yeah. Two... I don't know the exact date. I'm sorry, Stan Lee. About two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. But it was a pretty big shock to us, to the whole fandom community, I think. Not just Marvel fandom, but pretty much everyone, because he inspired so much for, from pop culture. I know, it was nice. It was nice to see so many people from, you know, so many different industries all, tri- all sending out a little tribute to Stan Lee through Twitter and social media. Uh, I know there were a lot of people from DC Comics and Marvel Comics, especially a lot of authors, a lot of big name authors, a lot of celebrities. Just really a lot of people who've been uh, influenced by his work. So yeah, that was, it was really nice to think he left such a legacy behind. It was. It was great to see all of the support, all of the tributes. Even Marvel and Disney are still putting out tributes and saying, read these comic issues, like these highlights from when Stan Lee wrote them. Yeah, and even actors and people affiliated with different mediums besides Marvel are reaching out to just the whole pop culture community. And he really did a lot. It, it's sad, but he had a great life, and now he's... He has a legacy. He's a legend. Yeah. They say it's not the, uh, what is it? It's not the miles, it's the journey. Is that, is that the expression? I don't know. Because if it is, I was just going to say, Stan Lee was one of those guys who had a lot of miles and a lot of journey. Yeah. Because, you know, he lived a great, he lived to the ripe old age of 95. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was still going to Comic-Cons and interacting with the fans and being just a really impressive 95-year-old man. Yeah, it was incredible. Just all that he's accomplished. So all the characters that he helped create and inspired and all the lives that he shaped, just multiple generations of shaping lives and history. So thank you, Stan. We have a whole episode about Stan Lee. We do, yeah. If you want to listen to us talk about him a little bit more. That was episode nine, I believe. Yep. There's also another podcast called Pop Psych 101. That's Pop Psych, P-O-P-P-S-Y-C-H 101. And that's a, it's a podcast about mental health in pop culture. 
And it's not strictly Marvel like this podcast is, but it goes into all sorts of pop culture references. And they dive into the mental health issues and uh, related material. Yeah, and just it's, and how it's uh, presented in different forms of media. Exactly. And one of their episodes was also about Stan Lee, and they were... Because so many people were grieving, um, they had an episode about grief. And the one that they, the, they referenced the original Spider-Man trilogy and basically how Peter Parker copes with Uncle Ben's death from the first one because it really does go full circle once in the third movie he faces Sandman and finds out that, oh, spoilers, uh, the Sandman is the one who shot Uncle Ben from the first movie. And they give... A really good perspective. They also... I listened to an episode... The last one I listened to was about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And they were they were talking about the perspective from that movie that it's he was a prisoner. The main character was a prisoner. So you see the mental health facility through the eyes of a prisoner. So it looks like a jail. But they were unvilifying, if that's a word. Unvilifying the, the head nurse, Nurse Ratched. Uh, because she was just doing her job, trying to help people, because a lot of them, or at least today, a lot of people will go to those places for, uh, or voluntarily to get help. It's mind-blowing. It really is. So check out Pop Psych 101. They give a really good perspective and have a lot of good information. It's two guys, Mike and Ryan. Mike is the host, and Ryan is a licensed therapist, and unlike us. <laughs> and it's on iTunes, correct? Yeah, it's on iTunes. It, um... I was listening to it on Podbean, actually. Uh, so check them out, definitely. And follow their social media. It's a really cool podcast. Yeah, it sounds very cool. Yeah. All right, so I guess I'll go to my first bit of news that I collected for this uh, show, which is that the Avengers 4 movie, still untitled, is rumored to have a runtime of over three hours. Yes. Good. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I Now, this was unedited. That, that's the last I heard, that it was unedited three hours. Really? I heard it was just, so far it's three hours. Okay. I mean, yeah, honestly... Maybe it is unedited, but yeah, make, make, make it three hours. Hell, make it four hours, five hours. Five hours might be pushing it. I mean, they, they, they let you out halfway through to use the bathroom, then you go back in and watch the other 2.5, the other 2.5 hours. Yeah, seriously. You read the comments, and like when these articles are released, you read the comments in them, and everyone's like... Make it 12 hours. Just throw in an intermission like the old days. And everyone's like, yeah, this is... Because this movie is a huge milestone. Like, yeah. Even bigger than Avengers 3. Because this one, they say, actually has a finale. Um, and it's... I don't, I don't know. Has a, has a cinematic universe ever been built before? No. This is this is completely uncharted territory. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's amazing to think this is actually their endgame. Like, this, is, this was their endgame. This was, like, what they thought... In their wildest dreams, this is what they could do if they made Iron Man. Right. Yep. Endgame is actually a rumor for the title. I kind of hope it's not Endgame, because that just sounds... I don't know. It. We've heard it. Like, if it's something that no one's guessed. But no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess three hours... I'd be fine with three hours. I mean, the Lord of the Rings movies are three hours, and they're epic, and this movie is on the epic scale of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the thing is, though, that if you make a movie too long... You can't put as many run times in the theaters or show times, but like I don't think that's a problem because I think if people are going to go see the movie multiple times, they're going to see the movie multiple times. Like they'll find time for it. And Avengers three is the movie I've seen the most in theaters. 
Yeah. Or paid, pay, pay the mo- yeah, I'm phrasing this wrong. It's the movie I paid the most times to go see in theaters. Yeah. And even though I had my faults with it, I still wanted to go see it because it was just this huge, uh, well, say it again, this huge milestone. And I was like, this is amazing to experience this and see it in theaters. But um, I've gone a little off topic. <laughs> so, yeah, over three hours. Yeah. That's good. I'm here for it. There were some rumors all this month that the trailer was going to drop. Yeah, the Avengers 4 trailer that never happened. Yeah, it'll... Well, it, it's supposed to be up by the end of the month. I mean, by the end of the year, which would be the end of this month. So, we'll get it soon. Well, I think the, Disney never really gave any indication they were going to release it. I think people... I think they originally had, like... There was rumors that Disney was going to release a trailer during the, a football game and Thanksgiving everybody assumed it was Avengers 4, but it ended up right. being The Lion King. Oh. <laughs> I, I think what happens is Disney always has to, every, when you release a trailer, you have to get it classified. And somehow, like, they, somehow they figure out, like, when trailers are getting classified, so it'll be, like, Disney trailer gets classified, or Warner Brothers trailer gets classified. Wait, wait, okay. The, so trailers are typically released, like, six months before the movie. They released The Lion King, which comes out next summer over Captain Marvel. Or or Avengers 4 for that. Oh, wait. Sorry, not Captain Marvel. It's already been released. But, um... <laughs> like, Avengers 4? All yeah, right. well, it was the teaser trailer, which is about on time. Ugh. We'll get it soon. Yeah, That's... well, I think the only reason people thought Avengers was dropping is because apparently November... It was around this time that the first teaser trailer for Infinity War dropped. Right. And also, that's just what everyone's thinking about constantly. Yeah, I know I, I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, my question, I actually want to toss this at you, Joe. Do you think we will get an Avengers 4 trailer? Yeah, I Be- think we will. Because theoretically, Marvel could just drop this movie and, pe- and it would still make like $2 billion. Right, it's been said before, but no marketing is needed for this movie. It really isn't. I mean, any marketing is almost a spoiler. Yeah, especially for this one, where we don't even know the title. Yeah. It's like Marvel could honestly like have have made like Ant-Man 3 secretly and just like drop it next week and it would make like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, seriously. And you can use, because so many of the fans follow actors, directors on social media, so like they can do all the marketing. Like they can just post, um, hey, keep an eye out for Avengers 4 coming out next week. Like that's yeah, all it's going to be. be the first movie that honestly needs no marketing at all. Yeah. Um, but to go along with Avengers 4, there's probably going to be more characters, or definitely, because, like, Hawkeye's going to be in it, you know. You know who we should see are the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Hot take there, Joe. To go along with Nobody that. Nobody has ever suggested they put the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents or the Defenders in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, sp- speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's been renewed for a seventh season. Yeah. The sixth one isn't even out yet. yet. I know. They haven't even released sixth one. Everyone thought that the fifth season was going to be the last one because, I mean, including the cast and the writers because they ended it like a series finale because they didn't know if it was going to be renewed. They wouldn't find out until, like, the last, like, the day of the last episode. So they wrote it like a series finale. Then it was renewed for a 13-episode summer series for 2019, which is when it comes back. And then, yeah, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for a seventh season, which I have absolutely no problem with. It just means that my life can continue for another two years. Perfectly fine. 
Because as long as I have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'll be happy. I mean, seven seasons is a good run for a TV show in it's, general. It's so maybe awesome. they were just like, well, you already did six. You might as well toss you a seventh. Yeah. And no, we don't know if the seventh one, or at least I don't, is going to be a, another abbreviated, like, 13-episode series or um, a full-length season. Uh, but we'll find out. Yeah, it might be better, because, I mean, 13 seasons is kind of the trend most TV shows are going for 13 now. episodes, yeah. Or, yeah, 13, 13 episodes, yeah. Yeah, because they don't need as much filler. And like, what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been doing is basically breaking the seasons up into three story arcs. Which they've done a really good job, but I feel like that's that can get choppy, so that's exciting. Also, there were pictures of Quake, one of the characters. Um, like she has a new costume, so that's cool. That's really all I have on that. I mean, I, I I'll admit I don't watch Agents of Shield, but now I'm excited for you and excited <laughs> for all the Agents of Shield fans because I know. I know that the sixth season was supposed to be the final one. They said that multiple times. And I know there's always been rumors that ABC really just wants to cancel the show, but yes. Disney always tells them no. Yep. So, yeah, it's exciting that ABC was, like, was giving them another season when they had a way out. It is exciting. Oh, and I sent you the article. You're not going to like it. But Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has the highest brand name out of any Marvel TV show property. So, there's that, that article from? I don't know. I sent it to you. But that that means, like, not the highest ratings, but the highest brand name. It's done the, the best. And I wish I could give more on what that meant, but my I was reading it on my phone, and my phone decided to freeze halfway through. Then I could never get it back up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But that's, that's good news for me. I'll agree to disagree there. It's good news for me and all the other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans. <laughs> What do you have? More news. Um, yeah, so uh, the PG-13 version of Deadpool 2, titled Once Upon a Deadpool, That's right. got a trailer this month. Yeah. It's a short trailer, but it's uh, kind of gives us a little <laughs> more idea, of, a bit of an idea of what they're actually doing with this movie. Exactly. I, I tagged you in a comment on Facebook that you never responded to. I, don't, I didn't see that. Well, I tagged you, so look for it. Oh, I guess it's my fault. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was on the trailer. I was like, wait. Am I actually sold in this movie now? <laughs> because you're right. Like, it acknowledges... Um, my favorite part is when Fred Savage's character, or I guess it's him, but he's like, oh, I prefer Marvel movies. Oh, yeah, you know, this isn't best. really Marvel. It's like it's like if the Beatles are produced by Nickelback. <laughs> it's like Marvel licensed by Fox. Right. Like, they know. And that just... That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, it works in the fact that you can basically put Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool costume and just have them walk out on the street and you'll get like two hours of just amazing material. <laughs> but I like, I hope it does well, I guess, because it's good for the genre. It's good for Marvel movies. It's a funny idea. It's a, it's a crazy, like unique idea. I just think, I think everyone's worried about what it could become. You know, if the PG 13 movie does really well, then Disney can be like, well, there's no reason to put out a rated R movie. And that just kind of, uh, it just, um, <laughs> I don't think that's right. No, I, I, I wouldn't worry about that because Ryan Reynolds and the rest of the creators, they're, they're very passionate about this property and they always fight for what they think is the best way to present it. Yeah, but Disney apparently has no problem firing people. I don't know. I mean, Disney also loves money. 
Yeah. And actually, fun fact about uh, Once Upon a Deadpool is that... Um, Charity. Yeah, part of the reason why Ryan Reynolds agreed to make this movie, uh, or re-release the movie in the PG-13, was that uh, Fox agreed to donate $1 for every ticket purchased uh, for the film to the F Cancer Charity Campaign, which was temporarily renamed Fudge Cancer for the <laughs> fundraising tie-in. Nice. That's so fitting for Deadpool, too. Because, you know, cancer... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so if you're on the fence about seeing the movie, you know, it's for a good cause. You go, you pay your standard ticket fee, part of it goes to F Cancer, and you have a good time watching Deadpool 2 and PG-13 version. Yeah. With Fred Savage. And another good thing about that is that it does open it up for a larger audience, teens, and... I, I mean, I don't still don't know if you want to bring your kids, like young kids, to a Deadpool movie, but it opens the audience a little bit. And you never know, there might be some, like, really old, you know, like, old people who are like, ah, I'm not seeing an inappropriate R-rated movie, but, I don't know, it opened, I think it opens the audience for a little bit, so that's good. Yeah. So, more movie news, there's been an Eternals movie casting notice, um, there wasn't much more information than that, but we know that Eternals is officially happening. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. I mean, there really was nothing to it except for some descriptions about the characters looking to cast for, but Eternals is going to be a movie. Do you know much about the Eternals? I know nothing about the Eternals. I used to. I know it's cosmic. <laughs> I think, actually. I could actually be wrong about that. But no, I'm pretty sure it's cosmic. I'm going to try to look it up. My first thought when I heard they were making an internal Eternals movie was I was like, wow, they should have just waited and made the Inhumans after all. God, that TV show was awful. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, fans, I don't want to bring up hard memories of watching the uh, Inhumans. Although, fun fact about watching the Inhumans was, I only watched the pilot episode, but it was really fun, because a bunch of friends uh, came over to my house at school, we all got pretty drunk, we just watched it, and it was the it was a really fun experience, actually, so that's probably the one, that's the one uh, compliment I'll give to Inhumans, is it's really fun to watch and make fun of when you're drunk. I actually watched the whole... See the whole uh, well series, yeah, because it was cancelled. And like, it had its good moments. It just, their budget wasn't there. And that's what really, that, that's really what uh, took away from the experience. It's but I actually paid to go see it in the IMAX when it was released. Um, because, you know, like I was saying earlier, it's, it's the experience. Like, this is a huge cinematic event, and it's great to be part of that. Or at least that's what they called it. No, I, I just mean the MCU in general. Oh, I thought you meant the Inhumans, and I'm like, yes, they called it a great cinematic experience, which it was not. Well, also, it was filmed with IMAX cameras, and it was... Oops, dropped my notes. Um, and, like, I think that's a huge step, too. So even though it didn't do as good as they wanted it to, it's a step in the right direction. It's, like, it's good for technology advancement. You know, it's Scott Buck's fault. Explain um, everything on that man. So the Eternals are an offshoot of humanity created by Nazar, the calculator of the Celestials, while experimenting on Homo erectus. That's standard M- MCU shenanigans right there. <laughs> and that wasn't a movie li- um, sub- summary or anything. That's just, that's them. They okay. They, I think, are on Earth. I don't know. I'm on the Marvel Wiki page, and it doesn't give us much. But well, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll be like the new hot property. Right, yeah. No, I think it's on Earth. 
because they're talking about the Avengers. But don't quote me on that. Anyway, what's next? Well, I actually have something that I was pretty excited about, and it's something we really haven't touched upon that much on this show, strangely, which is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, good. Just yeah. coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first reviews for Into the Spider-Verse came out, and they're overwhelmingly positive. Awesome. Yeah, it has a, um, as of right now, of this filming, it's sitting at a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on uh, 42 critics, uh, IMDb has it at an 82 Metascore, IGN gave it a 9 out of 10, and yeah, people are, all the critics who have seen it are responding really positively to it. They say it's got a great story, a great voice cast, the animation is amazing. That's great. And this is another thing where it's, it's going to be a technological advancement, just putting this out there, because it's a different style. Mm-hmm. It's very unique, and I was... Like, because of the styles, like, eh, it's not really for me, but I've seen commercials for it, and, like, I didn't think it was that well advertised, but now I'm seeing commercials on TV, and I'm like, oh. Really? Every time I saw a commercial, I get more excited for that movie. Right, no, I do too. I'm like, okay, it looks pretty good now. So I'm gonna try to see it. I've said that for the last three movies I've wanted to see and haven't seen them in theaters yet, or at all, but I'm gonna try to see this one. Yeah, the people are definitely saying it's something special. Good. And even though I'm, I'm usually the biggest uh, skeptic when it comes to Sony properties, but this one, it sounds like the people who made it actually really cared about this movie and really wanted to make something special, and it sounds like they did it. So, yeah, I'm glad people are responding positively to it early on. Yeah, it'll be really exciting. When does it come out? I, I want to It's either the 12th or the 14th. Let me check which one is Yeah, the, I know both those Which one great. is the Friday? Uh, oh, 14th is a Friday, so that must be it. December 14th. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to go back to Stanley for a second because Netflix also made a Stanley universe where if you type in Excelsior, you get all the Marvel properties, which I think was very nice. That is nice. That is, yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, and I have more on the Spider-Verse if you want to go back to that. No. Well, okay then. I'll just get rid of that. No, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I said the movie's already getting pretty good um, reviews. It's already you know getting, it's already getting pretty getting people pretty excited about. And um, apparently Sony's moving f- full steam ahead with this uh, new franchise of theirs. Their parent, rumor is they already have a sequel planned and they have an all female spinoff planned. Oh wow! Oh wait, I did hear about that. Yeah. Well, that's I mean bold to put out a sequel already. Yeah, I looked it up. The sequel apparently already has a director and screenwriter lined up. Alright. And the uh, the all-female spinoff would focus on characters like Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, Madam Web, Spider-Girl, and Silk. Cool. Spider-Woman and Silk, I think we need more of. I like Spider-Woman a lot in the comics. Yeah. She's a kind of an underrated character, I think. I think so. Another point of news is, I've talked about this before, but Wolverine, The Long Night, the audio play, that ended... 10 episodes, so, uh, like 10 chapters, they called it. It was like, it was good. I say that skeptically, sorry. I, it was good. The ending was such a shock that like me saying that and you expecting it to be a shock will not spoil anything because like you just do not see it coming. Would you say it's still the best audio play you've ever listened to? It is still the best and only <laughs> audio play I've ever listened to. <laughs> Yes. So high praise there. <laughs> and yeah, I've been kind of wanting to listen to it. I know the guy who plays Wolverine is actually 
he's known for a lot of uh, voice work, and he's actually kind of a famous actor. It's Richard Armitage mm-hmm. from the Hobbit movies. Oh, okay. I don't know. I have to check it out. What else do you want to talk about? This is my last bit of news, um, but uh, we got an official trailer for Runaway Season 2. Yep. That just dropped today as of this filming. Yeah. I know. I, I was really excited about it. The, the trailer looks pretty good. Now, yeah. I, Season 1 was great. I like Season 1 a lot. Admittedly, there were a few points where it was like, alright, this is just unnecessary teen drama. I'm not interested in this. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was really good. So I'm excited for season two. Yeah, season one was definitely... Uh, I'm excited because season one really felt like the setup for season two. Watching the trailer, I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. It definitely seems like season two, they're going all in on like the comic booky aspects, the superpowers, fighting villains. And I'm really excited about that with Nico and Carolina especially. It seems like they're going to really dive into their powers with, like, with that, that staff thing and Carolina... I mean, Carolina's a, Carolina's a mystery. We know that she's part alien, but that's really it. There was a lot that season one did not explain, and so I hope that it keeps going with that. Did you ever read the uh, Runaway comics? I read the first few issues. Yeah, I read the first um, trade, so I, I, if they follow the comics, I know where they're going, and I'm excited about it, because it's actually, it's actually a really cool idea. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I, again, I read a description of it, so I know about that. The thing under... How they're trying to wake up. I know about, like, what that is. Uh, kind of creepy. I just want more Dale and Stacy. <laughs> Dale and Stacy are, are delightful. Yeah. I liked Molly's mask. That was cool. Looks like homemade. She kind of cut out eye holes. But it was interesting. More old lace. Yeah. The dinosaur. In James Marsters. Mm-hmm. But it looks like... So it's really cool. Like, Nico almost gets possessed in the trailer. So that'll be cool to see what happens with that. Um, they also showed a lot of guns in the trailer. Do you notice that? Like they no. all have, they almost all have superpowers. So like if they're if they're resorting to guns just to get the job done, that's really interesting. Like I can't I can't wait to see. I don't know. Do you think this this episode will be the season will be dark? I think it's gonna be more action packed. So it almost makes sense if there were more gunfights and. Yeah, I'm excited cool, to see cool what they do. Scenes. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think season one was a really good setup, and now season two they're free to just you know, really wow us. Yeah, right. They have the fan their fan base, and I know a lot of people who even watched it. They asked me like, "Oh, do you watch Runaways?" And I'm like, "Do you know me?" Of course. <laughs> um, and yeah, I told them to watch it. So like, even after it had aired, people were still watching it. So they have their fan base, and they can go for it. And the exciting thing about season two is that. Um, Unlike season one, which was they released an episode every week, they're releasing all the episodes at once. Right, right. And it's almost Christmas. like Netflix. Yep. That'll be good. That's exciting. I know that was the thing I was bugging a lot of people, is they just wanted all the episodes at once. Uh, yeah, I did. I had to wait a week. And, well, I, I started at, like, episode six or something, so I was able to watch it. I was able to binge it for a little bit, and then I had to wait each week. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good to dropping all at once. Well, that's that's the news I had for the month. Do you have anything else, Jeff? I do. They've released some titles and some cover art for new X-Men comics coming out in, like, February, so a few months from now. But one of the titles is called Devastation, which I think is weird because I thought the X-Men were good now. Like, the current runs are all about, oh, there's no extinction-level event facing us anymore. We are free to survive and just advocate for mutant equality. <laughs> So if there is something called devastation, 
That can't be good. Do you think there's a drinking game in the Marvel universe, which is like every time that mutants start going extinct, take a shot? Every time a mutant dies. <laughs> yeah. And comes back to life. <laughs> yep. Uh, then on the flip side, there's something called the Marvelous X-Men, which, based on the art, looks like Jean Grey, X-23, Nightcrawler, Colossus, who's missing a hand. And I have, maybe, maybe you're supposed to know about that, but I just haven't gotten that far, but I don't know what's up with that. Magneto looks like he's there, but he looks really old. And then there looks like a Thor. I don't know who that was. And then there were two others that I didn't know. Uh, more titles is Next Gen, which I'm wondering if it's, it's if, if it's a continuation of Generation X, which was Jubilee teaching a group of students at the Jean Grey School. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Amazing Nightcrawler, The Extremists, Apocalypse and Extracts, Prisoner of X. Uh, Prisoner of X is Beast, Polaris, Bishop, and two others I didn't know. So that one looks good. Yeah, that's my X-Men news. Yeah. Cool, the only comic book news I have is Daredevil related. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what we always circle back to. As you talk about the X-Men, I talk about Daredevil. Yeah. We need to get... Haley needs to have like a comic she always talks about. I know. Haley, by the way, is still on the astral plane. She'll be back soon. And she's probably seeing some crazy stuff right now on the astral plane. Yeah, she's been there for like two weeks. <laughs> um, so, Daredevil? Yeah, um, so uh, the current writer, Charles Soule, is finishing up. I think his run just ended this week. A couple minutes again. But um, they announced who the next writer is going to be, which is Chip Zdarsky. Who's, he's, he's been a presence in uh, Marvel for a while now. He's I think he's... Most recent title was the two for one comic with uh, the Human Torch and the Thing, and yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does. Daredevil has had a pretty solid run by a solid group of writers since basically Brian Michael Bendis took over in the early two thousands, and I'm excited to see where he takes the where Chip Zdarsky takes the character now. That's cool. But I was talking about the TV show. Oh, yeah, still so, related, uh, but. <laughs> so in our last episode, we talked about the Marvel Netflix shows, and I. I think I was only at, like, episode four, but I've since finished the season. It got so much better. Uh, it was it was amazing. I'm just pulling up my notes now. I have it as uh, the best season of Daredevil. Oh, I know you do. Oh, um, right, so you mentioned Bendis just a few minutes ago. We see your comments on iTunes. Um, yeah, you wanted more Bendis. There you go. They wanted more Bendis? Looking at you, Ronald Price. <laughs> cool. Here are my notes. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Season 3 got, got really good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Ronald Price said he wanted more Bendis? Something like that. What was his exact thing? Because I know, I know who this is. I'm pretty sure. I asked you if you knew who it was. Well, I, I knew Ronald Price was my D&D character up at school, and I, but I didn't connect the two together until now. Well... I told you all this. But, okay. Ronald we're, we're Price, Price, if you're listening, you know who you are. We're, we're moving on. Um, I was... Should we... Okay, full spoilers. Yes? Yes. Spoilers. Full spoilers. You've been warned. It's been a month. Oh, I know. So, I was... I was shocked how quickly Nadim turned sides. Um, because it did happen very suddenly. Like, he was blackmailed, and then suddenly he was driving around um, Bullseye... Who was never mentioned by Bullseye, but you know it's Bullseye. But he's, like, he, the whole time he has this confused look on his face, and, like, so did all of us watching, because we're like, wait, no, he's still a good guy. Why mm-hmm. is this happening? 
And like, it's very obvious, obvious he's, he doesn't know why it's happening either. Um, okay, I can keep going. I also like how this, season three basically brought the series into a full circle, because it goes, season one is about Matt, season two is about Daredevil, and then season three is about Matt Murdock again. And the whole series has been about how he can live a double life, how he can possibly combine his lives, or if he has to give up one of his lives. And this was, he, I think he found a relatively good balance. Yeah. Of living as Matt Murdock and Daredevil. It took him long enough. Yeah. It's kind of an ass to foggy, but... Yeah, and, uh... Yeah, I liked Karen's reaction when she first, fa- when she first saw him when he walked into her apartment, and she was like, I'm serious about the rent, you're paying me back. I know, I think this was the best we've seen Karen yeah. through all three seasons. Yeah, speaking of which, because this is based on the Born Again storyline, right? Yeah. Which, spoilers again, Karen dies in. And I was so stressed out the entire season because I just, I could pick, I could see something flying at Karen, the bullseye through, and it just kills her, or I could just a uh, bullet, like, I, I thought she was going to die so many times. Uh, she survives, which I was so happy about. It was cool how they... Uh, did Karen die in Born Again? I think so. No, I, I don't... Die. Born Again... I, I read the comic where Karen dies, and that's by um, Kevin Smith. And that was the launching of Marvel Knights. I think you're, I think you're thinking of that. Um, oh, okay. Born Again was the one where Karen sells Matt's uh, identity to the Kingpin right. for a pound of cocaine or something. Born Again is not the one where Daredevil and Bullseye are like fighting over the Antichrist baby. No, that's oh. that's that's the Marvel Knights um, storyline. Okay, well, I it, <laughs> I was still very stressed. Yeah, well, it's kind of cool. So there's that scene where uh, Daredevil is holding Karen's body uh, under the crucifix in the church after the fight. Yeah. And in Daredevil, they flipped it so that Karen is holding uh, Matt's body after oh, his yeah. big fight with Bullseye. You're right. That's really good Im- imagery. That was really good. That the fights with Bullseye between with Bullseye were so good. It was, and the whole time I was watching it, like in our Halloween episodes, you're like, I think Bullseye is very scary, and I was like, I can see that. I definitely know where you're coming <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. But yeah, they like the all the choreograph all the the choreographing and the stunt chore the stunt choreography just everything was really on point this season. And yeah, I've said it before, I'm not a fan of flashback episodes, but I feel like the one with Karen, it actually worked. That was, um, that was hard was, to watch. Yeah, it was very raw and emotional, which I think helped, like, helped it be a back, uh, flashback episode. I think it helps that Deborah Ann Wool is a really good actress, and she's really good in that role. But because she had an entire episode for her backstory, that's another reason why I was so convinced that she was going to die. Cause I'm like, you're not gonna spend an entire episode of one explaining the backstory behind one character, for it to do nothing, you know. But it it worked. It was I liked it. Yeah, I liked what they did with uh, Foggy. I liked his whole storyline where he's running for district attorney. Yeah, although I think still the saddest part of the series of the season was after Matt leaves and Maggie comes downstairs and sees the empty bed and she's like, crying. She's a very she's hysterical, because it's after he finds out that she's his mother and she's hysterical and it's like that was hard to watch too Mm. it was also a nice change that Fisk was actually a villain there wasn't really any ambiguity there um, because his motives were pretty well explained although it was interesting that he didn't do a whole lot he was just kind of cooped up in his penthouse and everyone was acting against him because they wanted him to go back to jail 
So it's interesting that they could make a t- an entire story arc revolving on a villain that doesn't really do much. Well, see, I liked how it was such a slow burn. Like, for the first five episodes, you literally have no idea what he's up to. Yeah. And you slowly see him start getting back his, uh, his suits and his, and his furniture. And it, then it gets to the point where all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just controls everything. Like, it just switches. Now he's the head of the FBI. He has dirt on everybody. Yeah. Oh, Nobody can touch him. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, and Vanessa. Vanessa's yeah. always good. <laughs> it, was, it was good to see her. Um... Also kind of shocking with her, too, because she's like, I want to be involved. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that she is possibly even more evil than the Kingpin deep inside. And, like, she's just been so corrupted. She is the one who can do, who knows how to, like, achieve the Kingpin's goals, I yeah. think. She was the one who, who ordered Nadim's death. Was she? That was her? Someone's death. I th- thought so. Because I mean, probably right, I just don't remember. Yeah, because he brings her downstairs into his lair, and then she was like, no, we need to take care of this problem. Kill them. Where the kingpin was like, no, they're fine, they can leave. Oh no, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was, um, oh, who's the guy that built his suit, Daredevil's suit? Maybe it was his girlfriend. I really don't remember, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it was, like, she's corrupted by all the power. So she's like, in some cases, I feel like she could be worse than the Kingpin. Mm. So again, it was a good perspective. Yeah, and then the end, the final episode was insane, where they just had that sequence where it was um, Daredevil versus Bullseye versus Kingpin. Right. Uh, yeah, three-way fight. was That was really intense, too, because I couldn't really... I had to pause it and talk, out, talk aloud to myself to figure out what was going on. So the Kingpin was trying to escape. Daredevil was just trying to prevent him from escaping. Bullseye was trying to kill the Kingpin, and, and so the Vanessa. Kingpin... Oh, yeah. So the Kingpin was just trying to defend himself. And Run away. And, and Vanessa. And run away. <laughs> it was, like, so many motivations in that one fight scene. Well, it'd be so cool, because it would be, like, Daredevil and the Kingpin would, like, team up to stop to like stop Bullseye, and then, like, they'd throw Bullseye somewhere, and then Daredevil would turn around and punch the Kingpin in the face, and the Kingpin mm-hmm. would throw Daredevil across the room, and then Bullseye would come charging back again. I have a question for you. Okay. Is there any significance to Bullseye being paralyzed? In the comics, he has metal bones. Okay. And I think that's what they were hinting at, is that they were replacing his spine with like a... That's what it sounded like. The end With scene. an enhanced right. spine. The end scene where the doctors make a point of saying, oh, we're using this new type of metal. And I clearly could tell that was an Easter egg. I just didn't know what that was an Easter egg yeah. for. So that'll be cool. I think he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely Netflix, you should jump on making a season four. Yeah. Everybody wants it. I mean, you can also bring back Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I wouldn't have a problem with that. That's the thing, is it's like when they canceled Iron Fist, I just figured they'd merge it into Luke Cage. But now it's like I don't see, now they canceled Luke Cage, I don't know what they could do with those characters. So I don't really feel like they fit into Jessica Jones or Daredevil at this point. You yeah, know? and I, I said, I think I've said it before. That they can make a Heroes for Hire and merge the two into their own show. Well, that's what everybody wants. Yeah, and it could very well happen. They wanted that and Daughters of the Dragon as opposed to Luke Cage and Iron Fist Season 2. Oh, yeah. But I feel like if they were going to do that, why haven't they announced it yet? So I wonder, could they be doing something with the snap? That is half the Defenders. That's probably what they'll claim. Yeah. But... (laughs) 
I well, doubt it if it will any, lead to anything actually significant in the shows. Uh, I think we've gone from news to speculation. Do you have anything else? I would love it if Jessica Jones made a, re- made a reference to, like people disappearing when season three starts. Because if season three happens after the Avengers and they already fix everything, that's what I would love is for Jessica Jones to be like, oh, that was crazy the time I disappeared. Or she would just be like, oh, thank God, like the people just disappeared in the street and I could walk. <laughs> I had a straight path to where I was going. <laughs> I had twice as much whiskey. Why'd you all come back? <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> Anything else? No, I think that's it. Great. Well, thank you again for tuning in. And as always, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, like our pages, follow, rate us there. And also find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And subscribe, and please feel free to leave a comment and rate us there as well. Yeah, we got some fun stuff coming up in the month of December, so uh, yeah, we really appreciate you tuning in. Helps us keep going, helps us keep coming up with fun ideas. Yes. Uh, Oh yeah, reach out to us as well through our social media platforms. We are here. Alright. Happy Decembers. Yeah, thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.